to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is the first intermission of our first game against Winnipeg. And, you know, before we even begin, uh, Rob and I had a little gentleman's wager going on about the draft lottery. We said, uh, well, I said Seattle was going to win and Rob said Buffalo. Took the coward's way out with the highest <laughs> odds. But uh, it did come down to Seattle and Buffalo. And uh, Rob, you were right. It was Buffalo and then Seattle. Statistics is on my side. Yeah, and Seattle is the only team to change positions. So, yeah. yet another weird thing to add to the list. Yeah. So, um, before we get into the numbers and everything, this was just a unexpected, great, honestly. unexpected, great yeah. period. Connor so, Hellebuck, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be exactly enthused if I was a Jets fan right now. I mean, with that much of a layover, like. You know, you talk about rest versus rust, um, but, you know, I think goalies in general can always use rest because, like, you know, they're on the ice for 60 minutes. It definitely is a physical toll. Carey's definitely in, in a worse shape than Hellebuck is. Uh, but to come out like that and let some of those goals in, like, whew, I'd be nervous if I were them. Yeah, I just, so I'm going to go through the actual stats first, then I have topics of discussion here. So the first goal was a goal from Kotkaniemi from Petrie and Gustafsson. Then we had a goal from Stahl, from Perry and Edmondson. And then last week, we had a goal from Suzuki, from Caulfield and Edmondson again. Yeah. And then basically a fourth goal that was waved off that would have gone to yeah. Byron. And the Jets goal was from uh, Eric um, Gustafson. Yeah, exactly. Eric Gustafson with two assists. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, you know before the game, they showed Stahl has 68 career playoff games, and he has 58 point, uh, 55 points. As it stands right now, he has 69 games played and 56 points. This guy is such a playoff performer. Yeah. It, it's just, it's out, yeah, you just like out of this world. So much intensity. And like, you know, I see him throwing the body around too. And, you know, every shift I notice he's on the ice, which is like literally the complete opposite from the regular season. In the regular season, those last five, ten games, I was like, is this guy even playing? Yeah, he was clearly saving himself. Yeah. Um, let's talk about each one of these goals here for a second. So, Kotkaniemi's goal. Um, what a pass from Jeff Petrie. Yeah, I think nine times out of ten, I'd be pissed at Petrie for not getting that on net. But when you have a guy like Cockney there, or Gallagher could have done that too, Perry as well, uh, you know, it works out that way. But yeah, you're right. What a one, hell of a, I love those slap passes yeah. when they work. When and they don't work, they're annoying. Yeah, that was going to ring so around the net. And yeah. Ring around the boards. and A great know. goal. And that's how, you, that's how you break the ice right away. Yeah. Dirty goal in front of the net. But just that's how of, we're going to score. A lot of skill involved in a dirty goal. Yeah, we just, we need to realize, and I think they are, because if we are, they are, but they just have to act on it, that, like, our goals are going to come from the crease. That's and, it. And, like, stop trying to force it, like, that power play. Well, that's it. And uh, Stahl, his goal from Perry, yeah. basically Perry did all the work on yeah. that one. But, again, a very backdoor, grimy goal, but just with a lot of finesse coming yeah. before it. You know, there's a nice little give and go with Edmondson there and Perry. Perry drives to the net, finds Eric Stahl, just pops it in the open cage. That again, these guys—they just play so well, five on five. Our depth is just when our depth is going, like we're just we're basically unstoppable. And I think that's like what we're, we saw in the first period was just you know when you when you actually are running four lines, it's very tough to to face this team just because there's so many moving targets. Like I was telling, like I was telling you during the game. I mean, like you, they're panning across the bench, and I was saying. It's difficult to play yeah. because, like, all these guys have equal probability of scoring. Well, that's exactly yeah. it. Um, and then we just we got to talk about it for a second. That last goal from Suzuki. Yeah. 
that Datsukian, yeah. you know, pullback there, and and to have the patience. Pavlov that Datsuk. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my God, was that just like an amazing move by Suzuki? That those are those little moments of brilliance where you're like, wow, did yeah. we get a steal from the Pacioretty deal? What yeah. a beautiful, beautiful goal. goal! I thought Toffoli stole it from him too. I thought he was like yeah, playing that like Adam B uh, bullshit, bullshit where the empty nets going yeah. in the player bangs it Toffoli in he keeps his goal streak alive he's yeah. like come back on my bullshit honestly um two things i did want to talk about um like you said the adam lowry goal that's it's tough that's gustafson just makes two bad plays on the blue line first he pinches with lowry is well actually that's the second one the first one was that slap pass puck comes over to him and he puts it just in the corner just just put on that <coughs> or stop the puck at that point and then the second to pinch with Lowry, Gustafson is a lot smaller. Just if if you're not gonna meet him at the blue line and beat him there, just back up. He'll yeah. dump it in. That whole power play, just our goals are coming from <clears throat> from the crease. Um, you know, stop trying to get these Ovechkin goals from the top of the circle. Yeah. Like just get it on net, get the rebounds buried in. I, I, I that you know I, I'm okay with Caulfield taking a shot, with Suzuki taking a shot, but don't force it. That that kind of segues into the last thing I just wanted to mention. We play so much better possession-wise, five-on-five, because of that exact reason. If we would play our power plays as we play five-on-five, which is just, like, a couple of passes just to, like, if you're in trouble, and then you put it on net and dig, we would have a 30% power play. Yeah, we crowd the net with Gallagher and Perry, and then, you know, just get get a shot on on net from Perry, from uh, Caulfield or Suzuki, Mm -hmm. or every once in a while a slap shot from, from Weber. And uh, we bury the rebounds, we'd be, yeah, 30% easy. Yeah, so honestly, that's about it. I mean, we'll jump in after the second, but probably one of the best periods of hockey we've yeah, seen in the playoffs. Very good. Not on the playoffs. It's nice going from Toronto to Winnipeg, seeing like how slow are these oh, guys They're playing are. in slow motion. It looks like Winnipeg's like literally like skating through molasses. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, going from Marner and Nylander to, to, to Wheeler and, you know, uh, like Pierre-Luc Dubois, it's like Jesus Christ. It's yeah. like you know, it, it gives him gives me like a lot of confidence in the neutral zone because well, like absolutely. all of a sudden our fast guys look like they're at speed of light. Yeah, like they're shot out of a cannon. And I just have to give it to him because yeah, you know what the breakaway goal he got beat on his five hole there, but my goodness was that a great save on mm. Mark Shifley. Yeah, we got another like pure blocker save. From yeah, like another Price. highlight reel, and obviously the breakaway like you just can't put it on. I mean like the breakaways are a coin flip. It's like yeah, know. it's either it, basically. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we will catch you guys after the second period. And we're back after two. Um, no goals to report. A little bit of a back and forth period there. Um, Basically, three things I wanted to talk about. One, um, not a call on Yesperi. No, that was, that was a clean hit. Uh, nothing like roughing. Not boarding, not anything. Just a clean hit. You know, Ehlers just, you know, he went down below uh, glass level. Clean hit. Uh, you know, they got to they gotta sort those out because, you know, the ref was uh, directly in front of that play. It wasn't like he was obstructed or anything and kind of had only one eye on the play. Like, he was... Literally, right Yeah, there. And, and with the exposure earlier in the season of just refs basically being a little more subjective than they should be, mm-hmm. they really got to watch it with these calls because now everything they do is under even yeah. like more intense microscope. So just let the guys play, you know? Yeah, we were saying like... Play it with consistency. Have a third ref up top, yeah. like sitting with the GM sort of thing uh, in the press booth and like he won't be... Like make it so that he can't 
uh, make calls, like you said, but mm-hmm. he can overturn. He can them. only overturn a call on the ice. He can't um, correct a call that wasn't made. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, for makes, example, if a high like, stick is missed, he can't call it. Yeah, he can just overturn that Kovtaniemi hit. Exactly. You know, he has a TV and he has a bird's eye view. So that's it. So be um, a smart uh, addition. Yeah. Firstly, I also want to talk about is the fourth line's possession numbers holy tonight. Holy crap. So that that one shift specifically that we would say holy smokes. <laughs> And uh, no offense to the Winnipeg defense, but... (laughs) Holy smokes. Just unreal how well they're playing the cycle game. All the lines are, but... All of them, but especially the fourth line. Yeah, my God. uh, Stahl, Armia, and... um, Yeah, they're just... uh, Army And Perry, yeah. Armia's uh, particularly, like, really holding on to the puck a lot. Yeah, he always comes to play against Winnipeg, though. Because if you think about it, they traded him, like... They they were he was the scapegoat to get rid of the Steve Mason contract. Yeah. So they didn't even want him. Yeah, that's the vibe you get with him, and so it always probably sparks. And the last thing I just I want to talk about is I think it's time, even though he play he's got a point tonight and everything. Um, Romanov in for Gustafsson. It's just he's he's just making too many mistakes right now to be like yeah. useful. Here's here's my idea. Well, I agree with you. Keep Gustafsson, Gustafsson in for the road games. Throw Romanov in for that home game. For the changes? Yeah, for the changes. Okay. Um, I think, you know, maybe just see if Gustafsson... I mean, he does have a point tonight, like you said, but... He's got two if you count the assist on yeah. Adam Lauer. <laughs> He's got a primary assist for Adam, on Adam Lauer's goal, but let him I play tomorrow. <laughs> see if these things continue to happen. We play tomorrow? Uh, not tomorrow. Next game. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, yeah, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah. So, on Friday... Um, see if these mistakes continue to happen, but if they don't and he plays more like he played against Toronto, then maybe you make a judgment call, but for sure Friday, if he starts giving these turnovers again, because I've counted like at least three tonight, one of them led to a goal, uh, then you could sub in Romanov, and I, you know, it's like no harm, no foul there, just because, um, you know, this Winnipeg offense doesn't seem to be extremely potent, so it's like, it, it doesn't, uh, it won't be terrible if... Romanov makes a mistake here and there, but yeah. he's a very physical player, unlike Gustafsson, which, like, if you guys saw the end of that period, I mean, this is going to be a very, very rough series, so... Yeah, but we're, we're built for that, and we're ready. The la- and the last thing we'll say is also just, um, just shoot the puck tonight. A lot of guys are trying to make that extra pass. Just shoot. Like, Hellebuck does not play well against us, period. Yeah. And so we can expose him a little bit here. Um, especially Caulfield and Suzuki. Like, they're trying to be unselfish and give each other points. Just shoot the puck. Yeah, just shoot the puck, get the rebounds. Uh, yeah, let's not lose this lead. Yeah, let's um, hang on. I don't think we have that same problem as Toronto where they can no, basically come back and score three in a minute. The but thing is, they don't have that, like, uh, that, that star power yeah. behind them that, you know, like... And, and we're shutting down their top line. Yeah, we are, again. and uh, Shifley's getting mad. Shifley's getting pissed off, because... Again, this is something that they knew was coming, and mm-hmm. it's just frustrating when you when you play Philip Deno and you're like, holy crap! It like even yeah. though I'm expecting it, he's still like always up in my shit. Yeah, but um, I would be more confident to say that there might be the score of four to one before we see three to two. Honestly, yeah, I, just yeah. the way they're playing. I don't make predictions again, but I. Uh, but just where the game's trending. Yeah, I don't want to make predictions, but I I I see what you're getting at. Like I I think we're gonna score. In the third, and they won't score in the third. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah, we'll catch you guys after the game, and uh, see you then. All right. Let's just get the stats out of the way first here. Um, Yeah, so 5-3 win over Winnipeg. Big first game win. 
Gallagher um, power play goal from uh, Weber and Petrie on a Weber breakaway, which is a yeah, which sighting. was you you even saw him make a little dangle there. Yeah. It was funny. His uh, just basically just his head moved. <laughs> but, Weber uh, on a breakaway is about a double yeah, rainbow. So yeah, we got Gallagher second of the uh, playoffs from Petrie and Weber, and then we got uh, you know a, a late one there one from Evans open net. Um, before we go into that, which is you know obviously going to be a little bit. Um, you know, so Carey Price was a 900. Another solid game from him. I, that was one of those games where, like... Save percentage doesn't show the game. The, yeah, it, yeah. It's like it doesn't really paint the whole picture there. Hellebuck was an 875. Again, like, for him, too, it doesn't really paint the whole picture. I mean, like, we had a lot of dangerous chances on Hellebuck. Yeah, um, although I think it's better to say Hellebuck didn't play great. Hellebuck didn't play great. Price played way better, for sure. Uh, I just... I. I think, like, if you adjust for the chances, Price played, like, a 930, and Hellebuck played, like, a 900. Yeah, like, I, I think, think, I think that's fair. fair, and that that's where the goals saved above expected yeah. comes in. Um, two things that we'd written let's start down. With the, let's start with the, um, let's start with the, uh, the, the first fight there. Yeah, oh, but we, oh, I mean, before even that, oh, we, we yeah, had two yeah. things written down, so one... Just, I'd like to see Caulfield shoot a little more. Um, he's he's holding the puck too long when he gets He's trying to make that extra move. And he's trying to make a highlight reel. Yeah, and, and I understand it's because he has that goal scorer's nose, but, like, keep it simple, you yeah. know? Like Michael Scott says, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing is just, uh, we're going back to this, because I talked about it uh, in the first round, too. He fans on a lot of his shots. Yeah. And I, that's what I was talking about, the stick length and everything. Yeah. It's, I, he finally, he's like waving a wand over it, you know? Yeah, I, I, I get it. Like, I, I can see how that can be. I just, I feel like, uh, I feel a little silly trying to give him stick length advice. No, <laughs> I, mean, I know, like, I he's know. He's an elite scorer. It's, uh, I think he knows, like, what it is with his, with his stick. I think, I think it's mostly, because, like, he, he doesn't fan, like, in the, uh, you know, in, in the U.S., like, he wasn't fanning, like, no. with Wisconsin, like, I think it's mostly just a, a nerves thing in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I think he needs to get his first one, mm-hmm. and then it, he'll kind of settle down because, um, you know, he, uh, yeah, I think it's just a nerves thing, to be Probably. honest. I, I don't think it's anything huge. But, you yeah, know, he does fan a lot. It's, it's, it's quite frustrating. It's like... Uh, it's just, it's, it's weird that he does it that often that it's noticeable. But mm-hmm. anyway... But and he, it's frustrating, too, because he takes, like, four whacks at it. Exactly. Like, he does kind of like what Gallagher does. Yeah. You know? Let's hope... That it's <laughs> yeah, let's hope it's a little bit better than that. Yeah, but, but anyway, yeah. Um, now we'll yeah we'll start with kind of where we think the root of this is because yeah. there's obviously something important to talk about here. Um, the scrum in front of uh, Connor Hellebuck there, where Sherrod or it was in Good front price. of Carey Price, sorry, where Sherrod grabs Shifley and pulls him away, to which Logan Stanley grabs Sherrod, the big and, deformed fucker, yeah, and pulls him down to where Shifley then, you know basically cross-checks Sherrod in the head area while he's on the ice without a helmet. And, you know, that instantly, we, you know, you and I both stand up, stood up there and just went like, whoa, 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 yeah, what's he doing? One and thing, I, I just want to jump in here, is Logan Stanley capable of fighting someone one-on-one? Like, no. I, I, I've never seen the guy do anything. All I've seen him do is cross-check people in the face. Yeah, well, he's, he's at that point of, like, gigantism where it's, like, like doing normal <laughs> shit hurts. Yeah. Like, he's got, like, arthritis at age, like, three. Yeah. yeah it's just, he's, 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 he's actually, like, it's, it's like, I, I almost feel bad for he, the guy. Is he a terrible hockey player, too? Yeah, he's, just he's, he's Hal Gill 2.0. He's one of those guys that, like, purely made it here just through a genetic lottery of his absolutely, size. Like, he absolutely. has no skill with the, with the, the, on skates. He can barely skate the guy. His, he has, like, no hockey IQ. No. He's literally just there to cause a ruckus in front of the net. And yeah. Even that, he's not and even he doesn't seem at. to do it well. Um, so then, yeah, basically, Shifley takes a cheap shot at Sherrod, 
Um, it gets broken up actually by Phil Dano, which I was so like cheap that, shot, a cheap shot to the point where like that alone could have been a suspension. Yeah, well, that's like if, if Ryan Reeves got one, well, he, absolutely he, a punch for a punch to the back of the head. I mean, like, well, a guy's defenseless on the ground with a ref holding Sherrod down and yeah. you punch him in the face. Like, and that's... it was more with his stick on the replay. You see, it's more stick yeah, than his hand. It's the butt of his stick. So yeah. I mean, Dano breaks it up, which I said like right away. You know how anyone who's listened, you know, long time listeners know I've been keeping track of. Deno's offense and docking him pay um he just made a lot of money back yeah. let alone just with that one play so you know big respect to him and then you know Weber getting animated too he grabbed Stanley got him out of there it was good to see Weber today like you know, Weber, Weber's always a physical force on the ice but you rarely see him like like go after yeah, people he's very and, calm and collected like you rarely yeah you rarely see him like without a helmet on yelling mm-hmm. Yeah, so and okay so that that kind of starts it because the Habs go on the power play and score to make it 4-2 um, Shifley clearly frustrated from yeah, the game. Yeah, you saw him when he got the penalty. He goes in the box, yelling and screaming, kicking, kicking the boards. And then, you know, they would score an open net, uh, uh, with the net goalie pulled, Winnipeg would make it 4-3, and then basically, next play, they pull the goalie again to Foley, over to Stahl. Stahl puts down the ice. Evan picks it up alone and buries it. But in one of the most classless and gutless plays I've ever seen, in, a, in, in live hockey in my life, Shifley comes flying... Barreling down the ice. Leaves his feet and just absolutely plasters Jake yeah. Evans after scoring the goal. Jake Evans goes to basically do half a flip and land on his face. Yeah, and he was out cold yeah, he's right out away. Cold. Um, first, you know, before we even get into this, because this is the thing that matters more, I hope Jake Evans is okay. I'm sure we'll find out tonight or we didn't tomorrow. We get a thumbs up, which was scary. Oh no, I, we did right we at the end. Yeah, he, oh, he got a thumbs up. up. They were holding uh, his hands on padding, and then he he gave them a little okay, like shake great. like that just because they That's asked him good. to put his hands on his chest. But no, he he did give a thumbs up right as he left there okay. like when he hit the um like that area where the fans were. Okay. Um. Either way, I you know what I turned to you and I was like some, Mark Shifley is someone that I've always like I, like I I've really. Held in esteem. I thought he was one of the, you know, premier and elite centers in the NHL. I loved his, like, feistiness, this and that. He's crossed the line at this point where, like, I completely, like, denounce ever wanting anything to do with this guy. No, like, I... When, when you cross that line, there's one thing to, you know, be feisty in front of the net, which he's shown in previous games and, and you know, during the playoffs. And, you know, I like that in a guy. Like, that's why I like Brendan Gallagher. You know, I, but Brendan Gallagher yeah. would never no, do I, that. And, but it, it crosses a line when there's a guy defenseless on the ground and you punch him in the face. And then you get pissed off that you drew a penalty. And then you go barreling down the ice to absolutely lay out a kid uh, who was not even involved in that play. And... Um, like it would be any better if it, if if he was, but I'm just saying like he wasn't even on the ice for that. Uh, you know, it's just an absolutely classless play, and you could tell it, it's, you know, one it's you know obviously first things first, Jake Evans. Like I hope to God he's all right. But another thing too is even from your own team's perspective, they panned to the Winnipeg bench. They all look disgusting. Well, yeah, they Blake Wheeler looked like he was. You know I mean, and, and that look, that's like a leadership position that he's holding, and you look you panned to. Blake Wheeler and Josh Morrissey, and they look like they're like about to pass out. Yeah, you know, and it's like that's just not a way that, to set yourself to, up. And then you pan to our team, and I've never seen a collection of guys that angry. I've never seen Shea Weber that angry. I've never seen Joel Edmondson that angry. Yeah, like they that that was to the point of like I mean we're we're gonna get into talking about what the league should do, but I also just want to point out this. It's it's not about this, 
But Mark Shifley is listed as 6'3", 210. Jake Evans is listed as 6'1", 185. Yeah. So that's a lot of weight throwing around. Like, at the very least, you know, if we're going to go by that bullshit NHL code of conduct, Mark Shifley should not be going after someone that size, period. Yeah. So I think what'll you know going into the, into what the league should do here, they have to take into account the previous play with Ventura, oh, they guys, will. which they will, because they they take the whole they, they 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 do this holistically. They don't just take the singular play. They look at the the context that the play was uh, done in. That's why Ryan Reeves got such a brutal suspension yeah. because uh, you know it wasn't just the hit to the back of the head. It was the plays leading up to that where he started to basically progressively push this forward. And, you know, punching a guy defensive, defenseless on the ice, uh, you know, and then basically, you know, barreling down the ice when you had absolutely no chance at stopping that goal. Yeah. Uh, the puck's in the net and you just lay him out. Like, he'll, he's done for the series. Yeah, I, that's what I was getting to is um, if the league does not take him out of this series, then it, it, this this would be the perfect proof of a massive issue it's, with the player yeah. safety association. Especially with how Winnipeg played tonight, like it'll be the series. It has to yeah. be. And and again, that's it comes down to like just a pure selfish play on two levels. One, that was a personal vendetta for Mark Shifley. He was pissed off and he wanted to hurt someone. Like you said, it goes back to the last penal penalty. He was pissed off. Didn't matter who it was. But more importantly, you know, it it happened just as Evans tucked the puck in. If Mark Shifley actually gave a shit he would be poking at that puck trying to save yeah. the goal. But no, what he wanted was to lay someone out. Didn't matter who it was because he was angry and he's a big fucking child. Yeah. Now, on the second tier of that, he just took out him, he took himself out of the series. Guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's and out of the series. That sure. is unacceptable in the playoffs because that could very well cost them the especially, series. Especially, you know, going in with, with the context of your team missing. Now you're missing your top two centers. I mean, yeah. Like you don't have your top two centers. You're missing stats and you're going to. You took you took yourself out, so now you're you know Pierre Luc Dubois is gonna have to ma- uh, man that one C position. Adam Lowry's gonna be bumped up. Yeah, to I was the gonna second. say they're not gonna have a problem on the one C issue, but all of a sudden, any depth they possibly had's gone. But it's the thing; it's like you know now they're in a position that's almost worse than Toronto in the sense Absolutely. that like you know Deno wipes that first line, then all of a sudden you know you have Adam Lowry on your second line with Nicola with Nikola Ehlers. And it's like Ehlers is basically going to be uh, hamstrung by a guy who can barely skate. Yeah. And uh, you know, you really you you basically lost the series for your, for your yeah, team. Yeah. I and and I'm like I like I can't even. Pick and this now you fired up the Habs, which absolutely like we you know we thrive on this stuff. Like yeah. I was worried about the Habs going into this series because there wasn't enough of a rivalry between these teams that. You know the Habs always need that like extra yeah, push well, of emotion. Now we're playing for Jim, Now so. I mean, you know, it's now it's finished. It's so. just it's it's disgusting to see, and it's just it's so upsetting because like this this was such a obvious play. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you you just there was no need for it. The goal was unpreventable. Like, how about you play some fucking defense yeah. instead of killing someone? It's 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 just it's like I lost all respect, and like I keep saying it, but it's because like. You know, they, like, that's the type of play that gives, like, Canadian hockey, like, a bad rep. And this is the thing. It's like, you know, I can... The reason why I have no respect for this guy anymore is because I can literally name on, on you know, five fingers guys who would do that. And yeah. that's the thing. The rest of the league would not do that. I can name five guys, and now I guess Mark Shifley's the sixth. So, you know, that's up there with, like, Tom Wilson 
You know, like uh, yeah, no it's, difference there. You yeah, know? so and it's get like get angry at yourself. Like have some have some like accountability. Don't, and then and then the cherry on top is while your team is looking down at Jake Evans, and he's complaining. He's complaining to the ref about being kicked out. Like yeah. you, you see on the ice, you saw Wheeler like literally looking down at Jake Evans. And you, then you pan to Mark Scheifele, and he's yelling at the ref for being kicked out. Yeah, it's like it's insanity. It just it like, shows it shows where their heads at, and it's just you know like like you said they now I, you know I'm starting to believe a lot of what Patrick Lyon is saying about about, uh, the, about Mark Scheifele. Oh yeah, I, I it was I, all about Mark Scheifele. Oh, I didn't know that. And okay, apparently he's just like an absolute like menace to him, and like just I believe in you know, like that guy. So, clearly, I mean, he's all about Mark Scheifele. Yeah. So. So Mark, Mark, Mark Shifley is about Mark Shifley. And, uh, you know, I, you know, it, it's, it, it makes me feel sick talking about this, but, you know, we, we do have, you know, Lekkanen back and, uh, you know, Lekkanen can take that position. I mean, him yeah. and Evans are, you know, very similar players and, uh, you know, we hope Jake can recover from this quickly and I hope it's nothing serious, but, yeah. you know, let's moving use, forward, let's, uh, yeah, let's say what the Leafs said and let's play long enough that he can get back into the, into the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, so moving on from that, I think going forward, you know, Tatar's uh, actually injured, like it's a, an actual injury now. So that basically leaves um, Arturi Lekkanen, who is healthy now. So he'll be back in the lineup, I'm sure. Um, and yeah, game two is Friday night. Yeah, so um, see you then. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.